And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. Did I tell you that while you were gone helping your mom, before I went there to follow you, number three school called? Oh, yeah, number three. You did tell me. It was about uh, shots. Was yes. It? Yeah, what did they yes. say? They said that she's behind on her shots and she needs to get them in or else they'll have to basically kick her out of school. Right. I know. They don't want to kick that one out. They want to keep her. They do, but <laughs> that meant that legally I had to have verification of that she was up on her shots. Mm -hmm. And that's a little tricky because she is behind on her shots by doctor's orders. Right. Her that's father. Why, that's why this is not a regular, hey, where's your shot records thing. This right. is a, we keep it complicated. Now we'll give you the shot records deal. Right. Yeah. Yes. Her, her dad had had some really severe reactions to immunizations when he was young. He had ended up in the hospital three or four times before they figured out that's what was going on. Mm -hmm. And it got so bad that I think he ended up repeating kindergarten. He missed like five months of his first year of school. Mm -hmm. So when we talk to the doctor about this, we're not some crazy conspiracy theorists who say, don't get your kids vaccinated. We said, how do we fix this? Mm -hmm. And they said, we start her at three or four instead of two weeks or three weeks. Right. And so every time we take her to school, every time we take her any place that requires health records, they say, why is your child not up to date? And we have to show them a doctor's note saying, this child is on a delayed vaccination schedule for health reasons. Mm -hmm. And number one's first year of school here in our current state, uh, where we lived before, it wasn't a problem. Mm -hmm. But moving here... We had to get doctor's notes like five times his first year. Mm -hmm. And after that, I just said, this is too much work. We are keeping him up on his immunizations, but I'm not going to waste my time going back and forth to the doctor every month or three because the school has their head up their rear end. Mm -hmm. And forgets that you already told them that. Yeah, pretty much. So I wrote a letter and said... For religious reasons, we have denied or delayed certain vaccinations, mm -hmm. and they can't question your religious reasons. Sort of like that law in Arizona, is it, that they were trying to say, for religious reasons, you could discriminate? Mm -hmm. Did you hear about that? Um, I saw little glimpses of it go by on Facebook and that something was happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have to word the law so broadly to avoid discrimination against the religious folks who want to discriminate against the queer folks mm -hmm. that you can basically get away with pretty much anything and they can't question it. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with the anti-vax uh, conscientious objector letters. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is say, we're not getting them for religious reasons. And then they shut up. And then they shut up. And so... You could be doing it for logical reasons. And they want you to explain it over and over and over again. That sounds like religion. 
I know. Why don't you explain science again? <laughs> the sky it? is up. Why? <laughs> you can't explain that. No. It's magic. <laughs> it might be part of religion because it's magic. It might be. Sorry. That's my viewpoint on that stuff. As a religious person, I justify the honesty of this letter by saying, my faith wants me to take good care of my kids. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and they can't ask for a pastor signature or, you know, a clergy signature because then that would risk exposing yourself as a member of a certain faith and exposing yourself to potential discrimination. All I had to do, it's stupid and crazy that all I have to do is go to the school and say, with a piece of paper, and it has to be in writing, and it has to have the child's name and my name, and I excuse my child from vaccination for religious reasons. And that's that. And that's that. So did you get reduced to that yet, or did you give them more evidence of scientific uh, reasons? <laughs> no, for, no. For the, because the youngest child. She had, number three, had a doctor appointment later that week. But the deadline was like Tuesday, and her appointment was like Friday. Mm -hmm. And so I went in on Tuesday, and they're calling me and saying, your child can't come back to school tomorrow. The nurse calls me, leaves me a voicemail. The secretary calls me, leaves me a voicemail. And her classroom teacher calls me and leaves me a voicemail, all while they know that I am teaching. Oh, for Christ's sake. And you realize that I used to work with all these people. I know. I used know to work at that school. Yes, you did. I used to teach there, and I know all three of these people, and they're calling me and leaving me voicemails and saying, your child can't come back. Uh-huh. And I call back and I say, she has an appointment on Friday. Did you call the doctor's office? Yes, they say she's behind. Did they tell you that she's on a delay schedule? Yes, she's behind. <laughs> yes, that's delayed schedule on purpose. <laughs> okay, let me explain science to you again. <laughs> um, And they patched me through to the principal because they couldn't take logic for an answer. <laughs> yes. And so I talked to the principal and she says, I'm sorry, Jess, there's there's nothing I can do. It's the law. And I said, well, then I'll be in in about a half hour with a religious exemption letter. Mm -hmm. And she says, OK, <laughs> thank you for complying to our nonsense. Exactly. It's it's bizarre. Hey, that gets us off the hook. Go for it. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And then. I wonder if you could someday excuse your child from gender for religious reasons if you just write a note. And then they could go to whichever bathroom because no one knows what gender they are. You know, did you hear about the child named, I think, named Storm in, was it the Netherlands, that they were trying to raise their child ungendered? And nobody knew what the child was, what their gender was, until they had to register them for school. I vaguely remember this, Yes. Yes. I don't know any details. That's not my department. And details. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I think but, it would be great a, to be able a, to excuse your child from gender. That's a big deal right now in, in lots of places in the U.S. of can this, you know, seven-year-old use the boys' or girls' bathroom? Yes. And I have a friend from my religious college days who posted on their Facebook, and I 
nearly cried because I think she didn't realize that the link was from a white supremacist website from the Christian identity movement. (laughs) Did you point it out to her? I did. Uh, I bet you did. (laughs) And this is the same one who, you know, when you and I were first together and I started putting it on my Facebook that, you know, I was with this person named George and your profile still had female gender markers on it. And she messages me and says, how can you be a Christian and be dating a woman? And it was halfway. Same way she can be a Christian and date a man. Just works that way. I know. But go ahead. How'd you explain it to her? Well, the same way I explain it to a lot of people. I send them a bunch of links from like Canyon Walker and Peterson Toscano and uh, the Evangelical Network and a lot of other Christian queer organizations. Mm Mm-hmm. And I say the same way that people used to not like multiracial relationships or the same way that people used to not like civil rights for individuals of different nationalities or ethnicities. Mm -hmm. And the same way that people used to not like drinking or playing pool or cards or rock and roll music. And people got their heads out of their butts and figured out that that's not really what scripture says. It's really about the devil after all. It's not. Okay. No, it's about people getting wrapped around themselves and calling it the devil. Right. And the way she wrote this note to me was halfway, what the heck are you doing? And halfway, wait a minute, could I do that too? (laughs) And then, you know, she ran what I had sent her by her pastor. And of course... It was all nonsense in the devil's work. Of course. But she just... The devil's more fun. (laughs) Let's just face it, people. It's true. Fair enough. That's why they're scared. They might have fun. (gasps) And have to be responsible for it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. See, that's the problem. If you call it the devil, then you can just call it sin and not actually take responsibility for your choices and say, "Uh uh-oh, I was tempted. Now I run away from it again. Mm-hmm. Um, just the other day, she posted on her Facebook that there was a, uh, it was basically about the California law about gender discrimination in public bathrooms, especially at schools. Mm-hmm. And that law went through mm, a month or three ago, was it? Mm-hmm. You pay attention. I don't. Sorry. And so, uh, basically, it was this hair on fire, right wing, oh my gosh, little boys are going to go into the girls' bathroom to look at girls' hoo-hahs. No, that would only be our six-year-old boy. That would be our (laughs) six-year-old boy. And he'd only be doing it because his friends egg him on. To do it. And they're aggravating other people. Yeah, pretty much. Girls or boys, doesn't matter. Mm. He'll aggravate them equally. He will? Yes, but go ahead. (laughs) And I said, you know, do you realize that you posted this from a white supremacist website? And did you check this with other news sources? And then I said, if a child's body and brain do not match, I should hope that they are allowed to go to the bathroom that fits their identity. Mm Mm-hmm. And instead of addressing the issues of discrimination and potential violence and safety that I had brought up, 
they attacked the fact that I would want to go to a mainstream news source because I think I had put up a couple of links to like ABC and NPR and they said, oh, yes, because those are really nonpartisan. Those are really reliable news sources. Yeah, they're pretty much everybody else's news sources <laughs> besides the white supremacists and it's crazy. whoever else is afraid you'll pee in the wrong bathroom. But go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so now that we've gone so far down that rabbit trail, we were going to talk about our kids. Oh, yeah. We are talking about kids, though, and being able to pee where they want to. Them being able to pee where they want to because I want to be able to excuse them from gender. Yes, you said that. If it, if it is gender. Mm-hmm. Not being able to pee where they want to because then our second child would pee everywhere. But he does anyway. <laughs> he does. What am I saying? <laughs> in his pants, out of his pants, on his floor, on the wall, in the toilet, occasionally. No, he, doesn't, he doesn't usually pee on the wall. The other places are usual. Yes. Um, our children, what else do we have besides the peeing problem? Because that's always there and I'm, I don't want to. Oh, number... I don't want to keep going at that one. Well, let's let's see. Number three, we got her figured out at school by just claiming religious exemption, which I think is way too easy and kind of stupid, but it worked. We finally had to do it. And then you came home, and I was playing her music. She's gotten used to listening to music at bedtime. Oh, yes. She's playing music at bedtime. And and after you had come home, you were listening to this music. You were walking by her room. I wasn't trying to listen. No, you weren't. I was trying not to. Just loud enough that you can hear it in the hallway. And then I realized I was trying not to. And then you realized. It was really taunting me. And you said. What is this god-awful music that number three child is listening to? Mm Mm-hmm. I said, it's princess music. And I said, this is what they'll play when I get to hell. And you said it was not only that, it was Princess Jesus music. And then I was like, they will definitely play this when I get to hell. <laughs> yes. And so since then, she that's what we call it. Every night, Princess Jesus music from hell coming from down the hallway. Yep. Uh, I just stay away. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of great. It works on me kind of like holy water. <laughs> ah, it burns! It burns! <laughs> it burns my ears <laughs> and my brain. Uh, it is, and it's just Pandora. <sighs> and wow. it's a couple of, it's a custom station made from a couple of kids, music artists that I, as a music instructor, like, and a couple of Christian music artists that do kids' music. And it's good stuff. Thanks up to you. <laughs> it's got awful stuff. It puts her to sleep. Okay, there's a there's a merit there. <laughs> Yay! Yes, it does put her to sleep. So there is some use for the Jesus music from hell. Yeah. And that would be on my torture list <laughs> right before waterboarding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the next day after we had that conversation, then we were moving your mom. And the kids did not help us move your mom. They went to Auntie's house. They yeah they did they went to aunties and we know they'll get spoiled there. We do and we we can accept that fact. Auntie is currently living with your ex and your ex thinks I look at her funny. So I don't know if she does that or if Auntie says that. You have to realize what the sources are. Yeah. The sources are kind of skewed isn't a good enough word. She's got her own view on things for sure. Auntie likes to stir up trouble. Yep. 
Yep. Yep. And, and she, you know, whether she realizes it or not, and she'd probably deny it and stir up some trouble while she was denying it. So <laughs> she probably would. <laughs> we all love her anyway, but she's a she can really stir up the shit. Drama mama. Yeah. But anyhow, the so, point is that we gave the kids to Auntie. Yes, we gave them to her, but because she lives at your ex's house, we gave them to her by way of another auntie and then grandma so that they, they could all do that and we could get the stuff moved and yes. so forth. So that we could avoid the drama of actually are interacting. And the kids are at grandma's, which is right next door to where we're getting your st mom's stuff out. And I pop my head over and the kids are already being spoiled. Duh, they're grandmas. Right? Yeah. And as I pop my head in there, I look at the kids and I'm like, you guys know you're being spoiled, right? Just to see what they're going to say. Obviously, we are totally against being spoiled. We are? I don't know. It sounds like that. I don't mind it occasionally. The problem is they come home acting spoiled. They're going to, but they've been spoiled. Yes. It's just part of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, just... I say, you know you're being spoiled, right? And number three child answers. She says... Well, actually, she didn't even answer with her mouth full of crackers and s spoiled food that <laughs> grandparents give her. She nods her head. Yes, she knows she's being spoiled. Mm -hmm. And number two pipes up, yeah! And I look at number three child and I say, does mom spoil you? She shakes her head no. She swallows about this time and I say, does dad spoil you? And she tells me, no. And then I said, does George spoil you? And in this moment it clicks in her head that I wasn't referring to you as dad. Mm-hmm. That was where her head had gone first, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, when you said dad, she thought of me. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so when I said George, she says, no, George doesn't spoil me, but my my other dad does. Mm -hmm. And I said, I know, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, number two child, not wanting to be left out of the discussion, pipes up with, you know, always has to one up everybody else and. And my other mom spoils me, too. Yes. We know. So. And. Taken. We, we know this, but I, I thought it was amusing. And so then we took our leave. And we were moving everything into your mom's other place. And then we were driving back. Finally done. Mm-hmm. We're driving down our street. Down our street, Yes. And coming up past the park that's near our house. And I see a stupid kid running the street. And I think, stupid kid, wait a second, that's my stupid kid <laughs> running in front of my car. Of course, in front of your own car. Because the spoilers didn't make them hold hands. And people who are not used to him don't realize this is not your ordinary almost seven-year-old that you say, stay by me. This particular ADHD child, you actually have to hold on to him. Yes. Or the more wound up he is, the more he is to, like, send his feet ahead of his brain. Yes. And he did. Very much so. And I stopped the car. Gave him what for. You did. Good job, Dad. Yeah. His mommy was standing there looking horrified like she was still having a heart attack from him <laughs> running in the street. <laughs> and I said, look, you scared everybody. Look at your mommy. Yes. 
See how scared she looks? You scared her. And, uh, he was too busy. Getting all defensive. Uh, no, he was still smiling and looking at me like, Hey, Dad! Oh! All right, there you are! I was surprised he didn't get defensive. Usually he does. Yeah, he he had his, he was happy. He was running around and didn't have his shirt on. and He know, didn't have a shirt on. He didn't, because it was warm out, and he talked them into letting them take his clothes off. <laughs> he does that. That's He's okay. come home a couple times without shirts on. That's all right. Whatever. Yeah. Number one was with them, too. Yes. And... I had to laugh because I offered number one the opportunity to come with us because I didn't know if, you know, a day with small people and... Yeah, and Auntie said, is he going to help us move your mother? And they looked at them like... This mm. is our autistic boy who works better on a screen than he does in actual 3D. Yes. 3D on a screen is good. It's digital. So I said, I don't know. We'll, we'll uh, find out. We'll ask him. And so the night before... After turning off the Jesus music from hell. Thank you. <laughs> I popped into his room when I was giving him his meds and I said, tomorrow we're going to be moving granny. Mm -hmm. When we move granny, you need to either be with us or you need to be with small people at auntie's house. And if you're with us, you will be helping us move objects. And if you're with auntie, you will be helping her take care of kids. Small people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me and says, does one of those options involve me having my phone? <laughs> Smart teenager. As in, if I pick one or the other, can I have some gear? Because this is his addiction. And he yeah. was so stuck on screens for a while, he was almost failing a couple classes. In yes. fact, he was failing and he's bringing it back up now before the end of the term. You shortened the string on the on the carrot there. I did. And the stick. He had been doing good, so I let him have more access, and then he started doing poorly again, and so, so I restrict his access. Shorten it, yeah. So he uh, he, he picked he picked. Uh, when I told him that neither option would allow him a phone at that time, but either option doing well would give him a phone later in the day, mm -hmm. he picked the kids. Yes. Because he's familiar with that. And because he doesn't like physical labor. No, because he did help us when we were moving the rest of the stuff, and he was helping. And I took so something out of the car, and I couldn't quite get my arm all the way around it because I'm a short guy. Mm -hmm. And so I handed it to him, knowing his arms are longer. Mm -hmm. But our our younger son is stronger than the... Older son. The one that's twice his size. Yes. And he... I thought he was going to fall over, so I had him hand it to you. <laughs> it was like a flat pack TV stand. Yeah, so it was compact and heavy, and I could lift the weight fine, but my but arm But you couldn't reach around it. Yeah, so I thought I'll just hand it to him. His arms are long. And he's not a weakling by appearance. He's got a decent build. You'd think, think he was smart. I don't think it was really too heavy for him. I think he thought it was because... I gave it to him, and it was heavy, and it was kind of shocking to him. He was surprised by the weight of it. Yeah, he's not picked up something heavy for any reason. Ever. No. <laughs> it was the first time for him, so I, you know, rather than completely confuse him, I said, just hand okay. it to your mother. Her arms are long, and she can carry this. Yes. As the smallest guy, he would have carried it. 
if he could have picked it up. Oh, he, he totally couldn't could. get, get any of his arms around it. <laughs> no, but he, he would have because he was strong enough. Yeah, our friend who helped us move, he was kind of laughing. He he would tip the dresser over so that we could each grab an end of it, mm-hmm. and we took it into your mom's bedroom, the frame without all the drawers, and he was like, "Wow, this is kind of heavy." And we set it down, and I said, I think it needs to go in this corner. And he says, here, let me help you with that. And by that time, I already had my hands in and up and under the frame and was picking it up. And he says, wow, you really are a Viking. I I, I told him that. (laughs) So. He He was afraid. He said to you, don't move the mattress. I'll come and help. And I said, oh, you shouldn't have done that. She's probably going to do it herself now. If I hadn't been having sinus problems and knew that I needed to take it a little bit easy, I probably would have. Right. But I didn't because... Only only in Vikings are sinus problems related to objects that you lift. (laughs) (laughs) Other guys don't connect those muscle sinus things. my, My body needs that energy to devote to the immune system, so I'm not going to spend too much energy on physical labor. Right, that's because you're not a 100% guy, and so you would think of that, whereas lots of guys wouldn't think of that. No, they just want to macho it up. They wouldn't think of it at all. they just think, ah, i got to pick it up, let's move it. Right. And then they do. But I let you boys do it. Yeah, we did. You did. You were awesome. Thanks. Number one child, oldest mm-hmm. child. The oldest child. Oh, know. his grades. Oh, his yeah. grades, yes. Yeah, and not and only that, but... Up- but it was the two hospital things in a row in less than a week that we're like, okay, what what is going on here? Yeah, he, he went to the counselor's office. The teacher said that he was, like, using scissors to pretend self-harm. And he was talking suicide. And every time we take him to the hospital... They say, take him home. They say, take him home. He's not really a danger to himself or to others. And... Pretty much everyone has come to the conclusion that he is pretty much seeking negative attention. We had that talk with him, and he said, he did say, and I think this part is true, school is lonely. It's a lonely place. And I understand that, but but what we figured out is to engage him in that we were seeing that he was using his phone and other screen things, other screen time to escape. So then when he really had to deal with school and be there, he'd become really despaired, really despairing. He'd become really despairing about the whole process because he was so far disengaged from it and so had been trying so hard not to do all that work and not to be there. Right. And he really was there and he needs to be able to deal with it. So He needs to focus on actually being present in reality. And that has helped because it has. what you did is you shortened the, the stick with the carrot and you said, if you want to access your fantasy world inside of your screens, you have to do so through a little piece of reality. It's called a phone. To earn this phone, this little piece of reality, you need to show me that you can engage with the rest of reality. So you said, bring me missing assignments. Show me proof that you have completed your assignments. At that point, he had three failing classes out of seven. Right. So, but but we, what I mean by shortening the stick with the carrot is, you said, bring it to me today, after school, and pick up your phone from me. Yes. And then, and then, so he had that incentive to do the thing and get to the phone. And, and it that, was very immediate. And as you, yes, as 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 you did this in a repetitive action, 
you know, days in a row, he started getting used to dealing with reality to get to the other uh, thing that he wanted. Yes. That was the reality object, like you said, that gets you to. Yes, and he would have to get work turned in, and I would have to see it online, and he or he would have to bring me the evidence, you know, the graded paper or the graded worksheet, or it would have to be on the online grade book. Mm -hmm. And then he would catch the city bus to my school mm -hmm. and pick up the phone from me before he would go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And he did. Yes. And I was so surprised. And but yesterday we got an email. Even more shocking, something we've been trying to do, get him to do for probably three years. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. He actually approached a teacher. And we know this because she sent us an email because she was at least as thrilled as we were. Yes. It was kind of amazing. I was absolutely shocked to get this email from this teacher. And at his last IEP, we had said, child. You need to advocate for yourself. If you are having difficulty completing an assignment, if you are having difficulty getting it done within the allotted time. This is time, how she goes on and on to explain it to him because he needs lots of words. He does, and he needs every single contingency covered. Otherwise, he will try to find loophole. And we, then we explain to him step by step how to do it. You go to the teacher at this time or this time or this time, and you say to the teacher, X, Y, Z, Q, R, P, something. And then. W, T, F. And then you. You'd have this interaction. You explain to him how an interaction works and what uh -huh. it would look like. Yes. And he wouldn't do it and wouldn't do it. He wouldn't. would not, would not, would not. And I think part of it had to do with the fact that approaching a teacher about a missing or late assignment would be admitting failure, admitting deficiency, admitting... And that's not winning the game. No, that's not winning the game. But I said, you know, you have to go and approach these teachers and say... I'm sorry I didn't get this in on time. Here's what I have done on it. Can I finish it and turn it into you? Whatever. That's a, one of the examples, right? Yes. And so he did. I know. She she was ecstatic in her email. She she emails and she says, oh, my gosh, your kid actually approached me about missing assignments, so I let him do them. And I said, okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Because the self-advocacy thing has really been lacking, and we've been trying on this for, like, years. Yeah. Yeah, he, he may have it now. Well, well, we'll, we'll have a, he has to practice it, but but he did it. He made the first step in that direction. We'll see if he can do it with his other classes. He still has two classes that are just below passing level. We'll see if he can bring those ones up, too. That would be good. I would love if he could actually go to high school next year. <laughs> I don't want him to be I'm, another I'm year in middle school. I'm indifferent to whether he goes to high school or not because it really depends on his own actions. It does, but here's the thing. If he doesn't pass high school on time, then he kind of has to stay with us for another year. If he actually is working and passing once he gets there. If he doesn't pass now, he won't be passing then. Mm. Mm. I'd like to see my child succeed. I would like to see him succeed, too. But I'm just saying, yeah. I'm not confident that we'd have to keep him another year unless I was on vacation and you kept him. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Thank you. Okay. So number three has princess music from hell. Number two has telling kids that he wants to see their boobs. 
and we number. didn't even tell them about that. But oh, we didn't. No, no. He went to pick them up, and he got he was in trouble. He was in trouble because again, one of his friends had egged him on to tell girls about wanting to see them naked and talking about boobies. Wanting to see boobies, and they got in trouble. They got in big trouble. It was the after-school program, right? It was at the after-school program. It wasn't during the actual school day, or they might have had to... Then we would have had the principal calling us. Yes, again. <laughs> but no. But he, I gave him the lecture later. Good, and I did too. And so. he, he looked at me. He, he, he took it pretty serious from you. He did. Yeah, he was surprised that this was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And that he better not. He you seems to be able to... To process some of that now, which is really great. He does. And so I said, you know, you can't talk about naked to girls. You can't talk about boobies to girls. If you do that and they don't feel safe, that's called harassment and the police can get you. And he freaked out. <laughs> Good. We want him to freak out at that. We don't want him to say, so what? I know. <laughs> I know. Which made me follow up with number three the next day. And he was pestering her for something and she had told him no and she had told him no. And I said, number three, child, if you tell a boy no and he says please, that's bullying. And you I looked need at, to come and find somebody. And you to need help to tell you. an adult. Yes. And I wanted to get that in her head right now while she's like six years old. Hey, he'll give her a lot of practice. Yes. <laughs> yes, he will. If you say no and a boy says please, that's bullying. Mm -hmm. If you say no and a boy says please, that's bullying. Because she's a pretty little princess. Mm -hmm. And she will want them to like her. Yes. <sighs> ah, parenting. Hey, we get to go to a massage now. Yes, our Christmas treat. Yes. Mm -hmm. But you didn't want... But I didn't know that until after I had already bought it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Sorry. Time to go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! I said, those are our notes. Those are our notes. Yes. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs>